1: Hello and welcome to episode one of the Arlong Park arc, for Arc by Arc, it's Labosco, Isaac, and Ramsey's here with you once again. Yes, we're splitting our long Park up into two episodes. We want to try and keep these around an hour. That's kind of our goal for these. And uh, if, if you listen to our last one going through Baratier, we had so much to talk about. It went for a while, so we figured we might as well split it up in half here. So that's what we're going to be probably doing for some of these larger arcs. Not every arc is going to be doing this, though, but I got the guys with me here. And of course, we always would like you to follow us on our socials for ARC by ARC at ARC by ARC, uh, ARC by ARC podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. And of course, leave us a review on whatever your uh broad uh, your podcasting platform is that you go with, you know, YouTube, whatever it might be. Still, be sure to do that for us. But boys, uh, this is one of my favorite ARCs in all of One Piece. This is where a lot of people think One Piece becomes One Piece in, in a lot of people's minds. Uh, Initial thoughts coming into this one, guys. We'll start with Isaac. I really enjoyed the arc. It was
2: really intense throughout the whole thing. And uh, we got a lot of backstory on Nami and just, like, her whole purpose in the story. And I thought it was really cool
3: getting more context into her character. I've been hyped to cover this for a while. Um, It's it's funny because for all these past episodes, we've been shooting for an hour. We've been shooting for an hour each time. And we just (laughs) keep, like, talking. There's too much to talk about and Every time I'm like, oh, we'll cut through stuff. There's too much I want to cover. I know Lobo and Isaac all want to get through. So I think for the, for everybody's benefit, we're splitting these, this one up because it's a big one to make sure we actually get fair attention to each part of this. Um, This has some of my favorite parts up to where I've consumed one piece so far. Um, Great in the anime, honestly, even better in the manga for parts of it. Uh, super stoked to get into this. Um, Last time we, where we left off, um, Luf, Sanji had decided to join the Straw Hats. Um, Luffy and Sanji and it is yes like Yosuka, not Johnny, um, are departing from Baratier uh, to go after and try and find Nami. Um, and they're heading they're heading towards where her original village is, which I know we know the name of the arc is of course Arlong Park, and we know that the area is named Arlong Park. What's the actual name of Nali, Nami's
1: village in her island? So the, depending on the um who you're going for translation wise um the names are a little bit different. I think Coco Village is what they ended up calling it early on. It's Kokoyashi Village is the name of Nami's um the name of Nami's actual village where she's from. As far as I always forget the name uh because they don't mention in the story the name because it's like a cluster of islands sort of is where Nami's village is. So there's not like a name for the island specifically. It's kind of Arlong Park and then Kokoyashi Village and then Gosa Village, which we'll be in for a little bit as well. By the way, chapters we're going to be covering for this first part is going to be up till chapter 80, so 69 through 80, and then which takes us basically to the end of the backstory. And then part two will cover after Nami's backstory and on as far as uh, how we're breaking things down here for Arlong Park. But yeah, so the the important things to remember here is Arlong Park itself, Kokoyashi Village and Gosa Village. Um, And... You know, we don't even start off going there. We just know that we're going towards that way. And and this beginning part is actually this is like where you start to first get little hints of like world building stuff. This is stuff that maybe isn't important now, but they are things for us to remember as we progress through this story, because we get a lot of information out of Yosaku, who kind of tells us about sort of the greater world in certain respects, that there's three great powers. He tells us one of those is the warlords of the sea. That's all we really know up until this point and then we also learn about uh from Luffy of all people that apparently the grand line is called paradise as well. Mm-hmm. So uh things to remember as we move on here uh, th- this intro part is kind of funny because like there's the whole thing with like Luffy drawing what he thinks a fishman's going to look like and making Sanji laugh. Um I included a clip here from the anime because this is one of my favorite Sanji laughs when Luffy draws the fishman for the first time. So uh a very fun part to sort of start off but like you know yosuke is telling us that this is a, this is serious business guys like this is like our first like actual sort of real pirate almost feels like somebody who's been to the grand line in our mm-hmm. long
3: one quick note as well the difference is like yosuke was talking about how like oh the grand line is this horrible like dangerous place it's super da- it's super bad and zeph is the one who apparently told luffy like no the grand line is paradise like it's where like the most free of all people go um, we of the three gay powers the one that we learn about most specifically in here is of the seven warlords of the sea of the sea mm-hmm. excuse me which is kind of a big basic world building tenant for one piece and the seven warlords of the sea and Labosco please correct me if I am if I misinterpret or or say any of this wrong Um, but the way the seven warlords of the sea work are there's seven pirates like seven huge pirates that they're most other pirates are unlicensed they go and do whatever um they're subject to world government like restrictions or like getting going to jail um the seven warlords of the sea are the seven biggest pirates um just in the whole area right
1: not, not the biggest pirates there. they're government recognized okay. is the difference right so so they are so th- this actually takes uh this takes uh inspiration from our own world where there were pirates who were like uh government sponsored back in the day yeah privateers um, that that were yeah the privateers this is the, that's what they're based off of is the privateers so so there is actual real world um inspiration that the seven warlords are and there's seven of them they're they they basically they're allowed to sort of pillage and do whatever under government authority as long as they're not interfering with the government in any way and they you know they follow the government's orders so that's basically what mm-hmm. the warlords are. And we learned two of their names here. So we learned that one of them is somebody we've already met in Mihawk. And then we also learned that the person who's let unleashed Arlong onto the East Blue is this guy by the name of Jinbei. So, so those are the only two warlords we even know of existing at this point in the story as well. So names that are probably worth remembering. Obviously, Mihawk, we know we want to remember anyways because mm-hmm. he is Zoro's goal. But now this Jinbei guy is another warlord that we will have to remember too.
3: Yeah, we'll revisit that in a long, long time from now um i had never made that connection as far as like it makes sense once you think about those characters but i had not made that connection that um but that like arlong and jimay have like have that line together but it does make sense um and he really yeah he released arlong onto the east blue in exchange for becoming one of these warlords um and i mean i love it because he talks like yeah like yeah he's a fish man right and so luffy is just so like stunned by what the concept of a fish man even is and i just love it it's, it's another one of these things seems like someone's trying to make this very grave serious point and it's just like luffy just doing something stupid with like you mean like this and it's really just a fish with two legs on it just like croaking nami like over the top of it
1: um it's we draw because because sanji says like oh i wonder if nami's a mermaid or something and then Luffy's drawing that he had originally did of a fishman. He just puts Nami's hair on it, and he pisses Sanji off. He's like, "Don't you dare ever make that again," uh it, it, because his drawing. Well, draw. We we already know that Luffy's like terrible at drawing, and then we see these like horrible drawings that he does. It's fantastic. I love I love when Luffy shows his creative side because it's it's how I feel like when I draw. Like <laughs> he makes me feel good about how I draw, which is terrible as well. So uh, anytime <laughs> Luffy starts to draw things, it's fantastic to me. So. From here, um, we
3: actually get a little bit of introduction to Arlong. Um, but it's not just a straight up like we aren't they don't just throw straight to him. Um we actually see that there is some high-ranking Marine actually getting bribe money from a group of fishermen. I think from our Ar- from Arlong himself. From Ar- directly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's getting bribe money from Arlong. Um, which I don't remember if we see his name's Captain Nizumi. Um For some reason, yeah. he is a marine that has mouse ears and whiskers, um, which may come in at some point in
1: the future. I don't know. Maybe it does. No, he's a regular. He's got regular ears. It's, it's just no, his, it's uh, on his uh, hood. His yeah, like, yeah. He's got like a he's got like a interesting design. He's like literally. I I like how like so on the nose Oda is with this design, right? Like like literally, he's telling us this guy's a rat, yeah, right? Like like that's the whole point of Nazumi, right? Uh, I I don't think he could have been more direct with that than, than he was that like, this is a, this guy's a rat bastard. He's taking bribe money. He's, he is a terrible, terrible Marine, clearly. And his design also lends itself to that. Like, like, is that too much on the nose for you guys? Or are you guys like, oh, okay. I like this. I like that. He's like, basically he's giving us the visual representation (laughs) of this guy being a rat.
3: I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. It makes sense. Like you, yeah. know what you say, I think I didn't make the connection like initially. And then, but like, because I thought it was again one of those ones like, yeah, you know, this guy, this marine yeah, he's got a rat, he's got a rat hat. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, next, one. like, but no, I. <laughs> well, it, it's easy to overlook. No, yeah, it like it's good. I enjoy it. Um, so we get to see Sawtooth Arlong. Um, most immediately, I think the biggest defining feature is that my dude is my dude has the drip already he's got the full he's got the hawaiian shirt he's got the um i don't know what that kind of hat is called but it's like the it's one of the guys that isaac and i work with how wears this hat every single time we see him even during the summer really (laughs) and it's like it's like ai don't know they're not called trucker hats but it's like it's like the um the square hat with like the with the sherpa lining on the inside um there's a name for it. I'm sure I'll, I'll look it up once I'm done talking, but yeah. Um, Arlong's the dude. I, I, I love this guy's design because it's just, yeah, he's out here in his shorts, his sandals, his, his Hawaiian shirt. He's got the saw like nose as well. Um, and we, when he does, like he has like the sharpened teeth and everything as well. But, um, yeah, this dude is the big boss around here. He runs all the money through this area. Um, and he kind of has this negotiation with, negotiation with the marine, where it's like, "All right, cool. Here's your bribe," and he's like, "Cool. I'm like you're here. Let's hang out. Come on, have fun." And the marine's still like, "Uh, like I sh- I would like to, but like it looks bad. I like, I'm clearly doing something bad, but like it looks worse when I do it. So I'm gonna probably
1: get out of here." And then we also see Hachi, yeah. who is his first mate, who is an octopus man. We also see too that like um, we we get to at least little hints of it, and we get more of it as we progress on that. Like Arlong. Uh, does not like humans um he, he makes it pretty clear even though he wants nizumi to kind of hang out and party with them he he says that he doesn't like men uh you know male human males uh but he's like you're not bad but that's because he's you know bribeable and stuff so so we, we see clear um parts of arlong's character i think already at this point as well that he is um he has his certain um standards that he has or or his certain beliefs morals wh- whatever you want to call them um we get a little bit of a hint of it here and we see it more as we continue to go along. Also like th- this is a, just a side note, but like Arlong in the anime, when he first appeared, he, he was more intimidating to me in the anime than in the manga here. He's more intimidating later. I think in the manga, but the, these initial panels, he looks a, a little kind of goofy to me a little bit compared to the anime counterpart of him. Especially when you see the side
3: profile, because they really like point his jaw really far. Um, the way his like no they make his nose kind of like overlap with his mouth a little bit too i say they Oda does it that way um um lobo i need you just for the kids at home i need you to ex- i need you to explain this uh the subheading of nami beats a child um because i feel like <laughs> this <laughs> needs context because it's not even funny
1: but okay. just, the, the the words nami beats a child i think are fun to go off of that's why i put it that's why i put because because she does a little bit cuz there's this uh very angry little boy who uh wants to go and kill Arlong because Arlong killed his daddy so uh nami we see her for the first time in Arlong park here at this point as well she's got uh th- this is one of the things too that's cool about oda is we see nami in a different outfit than we've seen her we've already i think we've already seen her in a couple different outfits but one of the cool things about one piece compared to maybe some cartoons that you may watch and other things like that or even other manga you've read people change outfits people don't just stay like in a static outfit like there is actual like change in like people's designs and stuff which is something that i appreciate and this is one of the the first few tastes we get of it here with nami in a different like top and stuff as well but uh she smacks this boy and gives him money to go home but basically you know she's basically doing this so the kid doesn't get himself killed because obviously arlong Probably doesn't care about killing kids. Uh, he already doesn't like humans. So, what, what's a human child to him? Mm-hmm. And then from here, she's already like,
3: she's already like beat this kid. Um, and instead of going in, kind of like, instead of going in to try and take out Orlong or going in to try and like, I guess in opposition, she's welcomed into the base with open arms, like, oh, you're back, like, long trip. Um, and then pretty much this is where we learn that not only is Nami on good terms with our he's actually part of his crew as well. He's an officer
1: even. Yeah. Were you, were you shocked by this when you saw this revelation, Isaac, or was this like, where, where did you, where was your mind at at this point?
2: Uh, it was more of like a, aha. So that's cause I remember in the previous arc, we had that little scene of Nami sailing away and she's like in tears and talking about how she wants to go back in sale with the Shaw hats again and she'll finally be free saying things like that but um I, I, it kind of makes sense to me it just like connected all the dots like why she's so obsessed with money and like you know
1: yeah right it, it, it's sort of like the the first indication okay there's something a little different here uh, yeah. even though she's an officer like i i think it, it's very apparent that like things aren't i think it's very easy for people to maybe get tricked but i also think it's very clear to see too like things aren't as they appear like why would she stop that kid and stuff if she was really like this ruthless officer in Arlong's uh army or whatever um but i also i also know there's a lot of people who just miss certain cues and just are like yeah well what she's a bad guy like like it's always <laughs> funny to me that like both of those things are very easy to have people like have as the re- realization or, or connect the dots or not yeah
2: i had a little bit of that feeling just buried back there it's like no way like no this can't be <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i think that's like very like reasonable to have too because you're like she's she's like yeah she hasn't been great to the guys but like she's also cared about them so mm-hmm. it it's definitely very easy to um think like maybe there's something else going on here for sure
3: um once they get into the area azoro is like all right like let's go in and fight let's, let's just go in and get nami let's fight everybody um johnny is like johnny and johnny is telling him like it's crazy and a horrible idea usopp immediately is like oh usopp is freaked out uh, i love usopp's like mini arc in this arc as well um where usopp is like terrified He's like no absolutely not i'm not going over there um they zoro's like no. zoro is resolved to do it so much so that they actually they tie him up to the mast and they like to prevent like to prevent him from making them go in there um so Johnny and Usopp tie him up to the mast and then when they're get, about to be attacked by the fishmen they both jump over the ship and flee to the village um and Zora gets captured by the fishman. um I do love this I love the bit where he's in the water it's like oh like I'm so sorry Zora I'll tell you I'll tell Luffy that you fought bravely and then when he gets to Ghost of Village he's like oh wait Nami's here like I'll be the I will be the courageous one I will go get the woman back I'll like the little the flip flop back and forth from the like talking so big and then having and then completely turning tail and running in here is so much fun
1: well it doesn't last long too because like literally as soon as he steps foot on Go- ghosts of villages land like he's freaking out because like the, the village is completely destroyed like mm-hmm. that's the first shot we get all the houses are upside and, and down it's a, yeah which is uh, would freak anybody out i think too and there's like this gigantic like um I don't know what you what, i forget what they called it the, there was a certain term that they used uh for like this like giant like ditch that's sort of in the middle of the whole town too it's like a trench um, almost i yeah. forget what, what he yeah i think he called it a tre- i think that might have been what he called it but yeah it, it, it it's completely destroyed and like usopp's like how did this even happen and then like uh while he's talking to himself one of the fishermen's right behind him and tells him what happened
3: so there's Arlong is so strong that Ar- pretty much Arlong is going collecting ransoms from these villages, and any villages that aren't paying ransoms get completely destroyed. So when one of the fishermen finds Usopp, he's like, Oh, you must be a refugee. I didn't know there were any left. Um, and Usopp books it and runs away, um, uh, runs into the kid from earlier, and uh, almost gets stabbed. Um, which is where we actually he's saved by a new another character we now meet um,
1: uh, nojiko who's also a woman from the from coco village and and here too is one of the funny running jokes too where uh apparently usopp looks like a fish man he looks like Arlong specifically because they both have the nose (laughs) yeah long nose so that's why the kid's gonna kill him he thinks he's gotten the drop on one of them and then Nojiko's like no he looks like a fishman but he he's a human don't don't do that and saves Usopp uh for the first time and then she'll save him again in just a moment when he's almost going to try and fight the the fishman who was chasing him on the land so he gets saved twice by Nojiko and then that's when he wakes up in Nojiko's house and this is when we have a little interaction between her Usopp and and the kid and uh basically Nojiko is like what what were you trying to do kid like you know what, what were you happening and obviously um Nojiko's explaining too to Usopp like hey i saved your life like if you had tried to attack that fishman you were going to die like what were you thinking so uh we get a lot of what were you thinking out of Nojiko for both Usopp and this little kid and uh i i really like this scene too because it sort of establishes like Nojiko's very firm but she's very correct with why she's being firm
4: Hmm.
3: Well, and it's like I'm trying to protect you, I'm trying to save you. It's like, well, no, I need to, I need to go to Arlong Park. It's like, okay, go, die, have your peace. Like that's fine. Like if you don't care about being alive, then I'm not going to stop you from doing that. Um, we also learn because the kid talks about how he tried to go to Arlong Park and there was a witch. Um, an Ar- there's one uh, one of his crew, a lady. Um, he calls a witch. She was like a witch. Um, gotten his way and stopped him from going in. Uh, which gives Nojiko some pause. And then we see in there that like it's we see in the, the in the frame that it is Nami. But I think it's just this idea that there's this, she has this reputation as like for some people as this, uh, this completely just inhuman person, this inhuman creature that's part of our long screw.
1: Well, and we also hear uh, Nojiko talk about why she's so mad at this kid and uh, anyone to determine to die like a dog should have his way. Uh, he doesn't have the will to live anyway. And then she talks about how she knew a child who uh, faced worse than death and chose to live anyways. And she gets she she just explains, like, why she gets mad when she sees a kid like this and how it makes her sick. And then she even says to the kid, do you have a mom? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, think about she's like, well, think about your mom, you know, and that's that's when we we get to see how she really we we get to see really Nojiko's personality finally here. And she tells the kid to go home to, to his mom. And then Usopp even realizes, like, oh, she's actually a really good.
0: at sax.com
3: um we also learn at the end of this chapter that zoro has been captured by the fishman and they're still bringing him in i i i enjoy that we're still getting bits of this like where zoro even though we've seen him at like just come off of a losing fight like still has enough of a rep that it's like oh like bring we're bringing in a suspicious character and tell him that it's not any ordinary suspicious character and later when they bring when he's in Ashley Arlong Park, he still, like, is recognized as somebody who's, like, pretty dangerous as well.
1: Yeah, he has a bit of a reputation still. We also learned, too, that Nojiko is Nami's stepsister at the end of this chapter as well. So, two two interesting facts there. Was that a surprise to you guys upon r- first read-through that this, that one, Nami had a sister, and two, that it was Nojiko?
4: It
2: it clicks when, when we kind of learn about it. I mean, and you go back and you look at her.
1: Um... Yeah, mm-hmm. they almost look like they could be sisters. Yeah, right? I was gonna like, say like, it's art- like this is um, yeah the
3: art style really is the was the main indicator for me upon watching it the first time.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the the you'll hear from a lot of people that like early One Piece women have like uh, Nami clone syndrome, where a lot of them look just like a different colored hair Nami. Um, I I don't tend to fully agree with that, but but I definitely there, there's definitely very similar, very much uh they're very much similar. A lot of the women characters early on in the beginning, so uh i think he he does a little bit better than people give him credit for in the beginning but yeah they, they do look very very similar so i i totally get how people could easily see that they do look like sisters even though they're technically not um actual sisters just up sisters so Usopp is she's telling him like, like yeah
3: nami is part like nami is part of Arlong's crew and Usopp is completely flipping out with like this, per- like, she lied to me. She lied to us. I thought she was our crewmate. Like, I thought she was so nice to us before. Um, and she was so like, but all the time she was planning to take advantage of us and she was planning to ditch us. Um, someone that low, that mercenary, isn't worth finding. And I love it because this is where he still starts calling himself Captain Usopp whenever Luffy's not around, um, to try and assert some authority. Um, we get a little bit of, ge- of a geography lesson too, um, is that the center of Cocoa village is a little is west from Gosa village. And then there's all Arlong park. So pretty much Arlong park. And there's all these surrounding villages that are kind of like a little bit of a network.
1: Yeah. And, and th- those are the most important parts geographically that we need to sort of know about. Obviously we, we kind of talked about it at the beginning. So uh, we also see that like Nami's uh, the house Nami grew up in, isn't exactly in the village. It's kind of outside of Kokuyashi. So, so uh, that get that little extra detail I think is a kind of a nice one to have and it. And it matters later on too. So um, I think this is one thing that I've always liked, especially this is kind of like the first point where we sort of get this and, and we will see maps like this throughout the rest of the story on in different arcs and stuff is that, um, or is very good at giving us geographic um, areas to kind of get a feel for like where people are and what's happening in different places mm-hmm. and stuff. So this isn't the last time we'll see a map like this. And I think they just get better from here on out. So Nice little detail that I like that I think just helps keep like things in order in your mind, at least for me, it does. So always cool to see that. And then we get right into what's going on with Zoro and uh, him being captured and we can see more of uh, how Arlong feels about humans. But not only that, we see the the interrogation between these two and then Nami showing up as well while this is happening. I have two things. We learned about the fishermen's powers a little bit that like they're stronger than normal men.
3: Um, they also have complete like ability to breathe in water. Um, and they also are much faster. And they all have the same things that you can do on land. They're even better at in water. Second thing I was thinking about this today, Lobosco. Is this the first instance of the meme about Zorro about how his, he reacts to certain people? Uh, the isms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is this the first one? Um, because he does call him a darn dirty half fish like in this bit. Um, I'm trying to think. So I Isaac, guess it technically is. So Isaac, there is a long running meme in one piece that Zoro is racist. Um, <laughs> and he's not. But like, it's a meme. It's not. Mm-hmm. He's not to my knowledge. But it seems that every time no, he has not. a very strong reaction, a lot of the time, he- a lot of the times <laughs> the characters are different. Not even, a lot of times the characters are just not white.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Uh, it, 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 not that they always are, but a lot but of the times more often they are. Than not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and, and to be fair to to be fair to zero here though, too, is like, um, I mean, like literally we have like Arlong going on this spiel about how like fishmen are the superior race and how they are like evolved humans, that they're able to breathe underwater. Like, like wait, he's telling us this information, but he's telling us in a way in, that's degrading to humans, right? Like saying we're better than you in every like way possible, we're smarter and all this. He's like, we can do things that humans can't. And he, he even says that uh, fishermen are the lords of all creation, are his specific words that he uses. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he says uh, fighting a fisherman is like fighting nature itself. And that's when Nami comes in and says, you know, I'm tired of your theory and all this BS. Um, but Garlang has specific thoughts. And then he's like, ah, oh, don't be offended, Nami. I don't think you that way just uh, because you're different. But the rest of the humans, though, you know, they're, they're just a pile of trash. Something I didn't re- I
3: didn't remember in the anime that I am seeing a lot more in the manga, and that might just be my own memory. Is that when because Nami is talking to Zoro and she's trying to come across as cold? It's like, yeah, like, are you surprised? I'm an officer in our longs crew. Like, I was, I was taking advantage of you the whole time, and it feels like much more in the anime. Um, sorry, in the manga, and that there's like an intentional thing from her to try and get the crew. The straw hats to cut themselves off from her. She seems to be more in. From my immediate memory, it seems very intentional with her, like trying to divide them away. Like, hey, like I'm bad. Stay away from <sighs> me.
1: I, I might just because I haven't seen this part of the anime in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's just that you haven't seen it in a while because she clearly like like the I would say the parts that they translate like almost one to one, not completely one to one, but almost exactly one to one are like how she treats everybody uh, once she gets to Arwong Park. Um, it's very like dialogue is almost exactly the same and stuff. There's maybe a little bit of added here and there, but like, it's very, very much similar. So, um, I would say your memory is just a little fuzzy there for that one. Gotcha. I was wondering, um, I love this scene too, because
3: she's tell like Zoro is trying to respond back and trying to play it cool with like, okay, well, I like, that makes sense. I have always a, a suspected she was a murderer <laughs> or some kind of horrible person. Um, and he, I never trusted her anyway. And so he kind of tries to, pr- he kind of tries to prove Nami's metal a little bit because he's tied up to a chair. And the way our long is constructed is that there's this long like pool behind him and he throws himself um, while he's tied up into this large pool of water. Um, and with the expectation that like, I think with, in my opinion, the expectation, like, okay, well, if Nami's a good person, if, then she's going to try and save me. If she really is all horrible, I'm dead.
1: Well, and he kind of notices right before this because, like, Arlong makes mention of, like, you know, she even traded the death of her uh, or or she forgave the death of her parent or whatever for money or something. And, like, it clearly affects Mm -hmm. Nami, which I think both uh, the anime and the manga do. I think the manga does a better job of, like, really putting, like, sort of the the pain on Nami's face when he's saying this. Um, And and I think it doesn't the manga does a much better job of making a show that, you know, Zoro notices this for sure. So I think this is more of a um, Zoro trying to prove a theory correct that he kind of already assumed he was. And this is just more proof for him because we know like Zoro is not Zoro up to till, till this point is not like super trusting. Right. Like mm-hmm. even like even though he he clearly trusts Luffy a lot, he, he has been very slow on the uptick to trust anyone else. And even like when Nami was first joining with them, he still wasn't like sold on her at that point. Mm. Um, At this time, she goes in, she she
3: rescues him. And then while they're having this conversation, being like, Oh, like so you aren't as cold blooded as I thought you would be. And she's like, Stop trying, stop doing this. Like I'm trying to get this to work. Um, is when a report comes in that um uh, human like is when there when a report comes in from uh Kogigashi Village that get makes Arlong and everybody else get up and decide we're gonna go and pay them a visit instead.
1: That the one yeah, pretty much well, the, he already, the one with the long nose got go away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they think that he's in Kokoyashi village. And then Arlong's like, perfect. I need to go there anyways. Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> so then we get to uh, get to go to Kokoyashi village. And this is when we meet Genzo, who is the in the translation that the, the normal translation you will read just because it's an old translation. um, It'll just say that he's um, like a villager, but he's actually the sheriff of Kokoyashi village. Uh, that is his actual title for the village so um and he is being confronted by arlong because somebody saw him with a weapon and we have this very interesting exchange between the two of them where arlong talks about why he doesn't want anybody to have weapons um i forget the exact wording he uses but uh oh yeah he says that uh possession of weapons uh is sedition and is going to kill it so basically he he says that uh it's so it's sowing the seeds of sedition and that because you have this, I have to kill you to make an example out of you mm-hmm. is basically what he does. We also see Genzo, by the way, design wise, very interesting, uh, has scars all over him, also has a pinwheel mm-hmm. on his hat. I love the response, too, because it just cuts to Usopp. It's like,
3: that's Orlong, He's
4: huge.
3: <laughs> like, and then they do the profile shot at the side and. They haven't done a ton of like side by side of Arlong next to like normal humans in it, but no, Arlong's probably like two humans tall almost. Um, he like the fishermen are all huge, and yeah, there are 20 towns and villages under their protection. This town has already paid the bounty, um, so and pretty much saying, like, hey, I the other town, Ghost of Village, which we just saw, refused to pay the tribute and they were destroyed as an example, um, refusing to pay the village. The, refusing to pay the tribute is the same as rebellion um and if even one person in the village can't pay
1: um that he's going to crush the village as well yeah so it's, it's like and the mafia of protection just, money even yeah yeah it, that that is uh it'll be worth remembering too about tribute money um but yes it, it is also interesting too because at this time uh we see nami freeing zoro and telling him to just get out of here so we're seeing more that the the Ice Queen is maybe not as icy as she seems to be at this point. Um, if people weren't sure before, I feel like that should have been like the real telling point. Like, oh yeah. She's freeing him. So mm-hmm. she still cares about them to some degree, the guys. Uh so Arlong's all set up to kill Genzo. Um,
3: and I love I like when he's being like especially intimidating or villainous, like that, that Oda like changes the font on his typeface too. It's like it looks kind of like a version of like that chiller font that you would see on like horror, like on like homemade like horror stuff, for, like horror festivals and everything. Um, but yeah, so he's. Um
1: he also illustrates like how strong he is, too, because literally he's like he's like picking up Genzo with one hand and like throwing him around and stuff like really shows. It, it's a very good job of displaying like how strong these fishmen are and it also like shows how intimidating and big they are, because like I said. This is where I think like he does a much better job than the anime at like making Arlong look intimidating is this part here where like he is just able to do whatever he wants with Genzo, like he's just a like he's just a toy that he's playing with. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's repeated in here that like
3: cause Genzo's telling them, like, just let them kill me, like it's fine. Um, not it's fine, but like surviving is as much a rebellion as we can make. That and and this is kind of the idiom that was repeated through his whole arc, like if in the face of incredible in the face of incredible adversity or in terror or in subjugation that surviving often is the great is the most that you can do is the greatest rebellion you can
1: do um well and even even Arlong agrees with him mm -hmm. like like Arlong's like you're right that is the best thing you can do which is an interesting line to, to just hear from Arlong as well that he would even say something like that But but he also there's also the mention of like, listen, if we were going to like fight, we should have done it eight years ago, like fighting now. There's no point. What? Like they've already. Well, I love it because Usopp hits him with
3: like the exploding star from a couple roofs away and he goes in the same like Captain Usopp. I have like thousands of men, yada, yada. And I love how like every time he tells this lie, it just
1: continually is less and less believed
3: (laughs) every time.
1: um so well, Arlong doesn't care though either he's even like listen you can have 80,000 men I don't care he's like I'm gonna anybody who comes near me right now is gonna die when they watch it he flips the. he starts flipping houses and they're like you even see the fishmen
3: talking like hey like boss like don't you're gonna destroy this revenue source like there's other villages like we ju- we need to collect from here like it's not worth it to destroy um and it's his response is just like there are other villages we can tap. We are the master race, and it's just him flipping all these houses over and over. Um, and then he sends the fishmen after Usopp. It's uh, like okay, well, well, you got lucky. We'll be back. Um, and Usopp starts running away, and this is where we learn more about. uh, We learn some more Nami stuff back here because she comes. This is she, not wanders in, but she kind of comes into the village to a very eerie kind of quiet response
1: yeah everybody sort of gives her the cold shoulder uh once they see that nami is here like you uh there's the slamming of doors as she walks into town and then you still see genzo and and nojiko there and you you know uh even nojiko's like oh you're out in the town in broad daylight you know what, what are you doing um and then nami's like well i heard heard some ruckus going on so i came to check it out and then we see her go to a grave Mm-hmm. and she just talks about how there's only seven more billion seven more i almost said billion seven million uh berries to go in order to buy the town so if you still didn't understand who nami is at this point which there were some people that i've I've watched a lot of uh people go through like the one one piece of this and and people still didn't realize oh yeah there's she has ulterior ulterior motives to what she is doing and we know that she wants to buy back the village, which is something she told us before too. So, like, the dots are always there if you look for them for mm. sure. Um, zipping through some stuff, Zoro
3: had already promised Luffy he was going to bring Nami back, and he's waiting for Nami to come back. So he decided to just kick everybody's ass at Arlong Park, and he's just sitting there uh, chilling. Um, when Hachi the gets gets back, um, and Hachi, for as fun as he is, is I don't get. I don't get the sense he is the brightest bulb. Um so Hachi, that's putting it kindly. So Hachi shows up um and does a couple of things. Uh number 1, he summons Mumu who um I love the Mom- design. Mumu is a giant sea monster uh that is part of our that resides at our long park who judging by the name Mumu, you may have guessed what this thing looks like uh but it's a giant sea cow mo 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 oh forgive me uh for mo- oh um <laughs> but i love it because the, the way they they the way they make it it's so it's this all black it's so foreboding it's like knocking sharks out of the way and then when it surfaces eventually when it surfaces it's just this giant sea cow um and then at the same time, um, he's like trying to find Momo. Momo, uh, Momo isn't surfacing. It's like, oh, that's weird. Um, and then Zoro meets up with Hachi and says, like, oh, I'm a guest of Arlong. Would you? Um, I'm trying to meet up with everybody. Do you know where they're at? And Hachi's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride. Get in this giant pot and I'll just carry you over there. Um, at the same time, Momo. Um, if you've been wondering where Luffy and Sanji and Yosaku are um while they're eating um uh, momu pops up um and is about to completely destroy their boat
1: <laughs> well you, momu's hungry and and sanji's like hey don't don't hurt the thing it's just hungry and he tries to feed it and then sanji kicks it and you're like wait but didn't you just say to not do it and then sanji is like hey he was about to eat me with what i was giving him <laughs> i don't i love this scene on the boat uh, isaac like like this, this is some of the comedy stuff I enjoy. Like like what was What was this scene for you? I enjoyed it a, l- <clears throat> enjoyed it a lot, too. It was
2: definitely a big curveball in the narrative that we had so far. So having little comedic breaks is really nice, especially things as ridiculous as a big fish cow. And Sanji kicking the shit out of it. <laughs> and it is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he does. And it's just funny, too, because like, Luffy's about to attack. He's like, listen, I, I got this. I got this. and we get to see because we really didn't get to see like how strong like sanji is at Baratier, but we see him like handle this cow and then they're using it as a like it's like um like an animal uh like a horse or something to pull their to pull their ship to get there faster (laughs) also real yeah exactly the perfect way to put it and to get tell them to to everywhere faster also worth mentioning too it was Hachi who was like are you a guest and zoro kind of looks back at everything he's done and behind him in Arlong park because there's this wall in the way and he's like yeah i guess you can call <laughs> me a guest sure <laughs> I, I, that was another scene that i like too that's like uh I, I like how they did it in the anime better because they show you like zoro kind of takes this look back and looks at all the destruction and they like show it on the, in the, uh with like a pan he's like yeah i guess i, I guess you could say i'm a guest <laughs> the th- this part the comedy this, this is where the comedy really hits me and it's funny because like we go from there to like Hachi taking him to the the town and then we cut right back to Arlong Park and then we see like oh Arlong really cares about his people cuz like he is like my really brother about it's his my
4: brothers
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's funny cuz like he hates like you know like we I, I feel like a lot of the um the enemies we've had up until this point or villains I guess you would say um have all been um like like don creek shot one of his guys right yeah. you know what i mean um curl wanted to kill all of his people because he didn't want them to to uh avita was honking all her dudes uh, on the head with a
3: mallet too like
1: yeah right like this guy actually like cares about his like his crew and stuff so that that is like already like um completely different from what we've seen up until this point and we also see that like um Usopp got captured yeah well, and so they, cause they,
3: they all start questioning Nami, like Nami, you like said you handled him and he got away. Like what happened? And some of the fishmen are start talking like, you know, Nami is a traitor. Like betrayal is her specialty. And like Arlong like starts to kind of get angry and you think that he's going to, he's going to respond to her and he goes, oh no, like it's fine. I was a little bit hasty, but now like let we'll kill him and we'll kill your other friend that we found. And he brings out Usopp they caught and then of course like this is something i love in one piece is that it feels like at every arc there's at least like a page or two where it's just like all right this group of people is in one place and this group of people is in one place and they need to meet up and then the next page is, wait we flip places they're in the other places and they're still trying to find <laughs> each other um because now zoro's made it to kokiyashi village he's like wait Usopp's not here what do you he's at our ugh, okay <laughs> he used to go back to Arlong park while momu's towing and the boys in the boat um Back to, uh, back to Arlong Park.
1: And then that's when we really have them like questioning Nami and stuff, and like there's this whole exchange between like Usopp and them, and like I love how Usopp goes from like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm one of uh I'm one of Zoro's guys, so if you kill me, like he'll, it'll make him really bad. and and they're like, oh great, then then we'll kill you, and he's like, no, no, but if you don't kill me, he won't come, and it's like, well, which is it? Well, and, uh, even I, before that, it's like I don't know, it's I don't I don't know I don't know where he is. I don't have anything to do with Zoro, and then yeah, it's Zoro's
3: my friend. If you touch him, yeah. you'll be sorry
1: yeah exactly so so he does three different ways of it like oh you'll be sorry and then it's like well if you do kill me then he won't come anyway so like you got to keep me alive and then that's when like the conversation with nani comes in and then like luffy or Usopp talks about like how like luffy trusted you i can't believe you'd be like this and stuff and like you know Usopp for as brave as he can be it sometimes is also sometimes an idiot and um nami's now going to try and take care of Usopp and Usopp's like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. And then Usopp tries to escape, and that's when Nami eventually stabs him and kills him. From what we see, or at least that's what uh, I always is this Johnny. I think it's Johnny is the one who who sees Johnny has the sunglasses uh, and Usopp has the
3: headgear. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, so I was correct. So Johnny thinks that Usopp has been killed, as we see his body fall into the water and. There's a, I I really like the the exchange here between like Nami and Arlong, Uh, Arlong's crewmates, where where like they're like, oh man, sorry, we doubted you, and she's like, you know, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, you're on our team, and she's like, I I don't have a team, um, this is all business, Mm -hmm. you know. Once I get the hundred million berries, that's all that matters to me, you know. And then there's uh, the finding of the map
3: well and in the i love this scene in the anime too because they do the full like white out screen like just the silhouettes and everything and i missed it when i read it through the first time because i had assumed I, I i had thought like when you saw it the first time that you don't see the exact motion i think you don't see what's bleeding on nami at all um they show it in like one frame i think it's i'm mean, like
1: i'm pretty sure this was but they show her hand on it um but when you're watching it in the manga, it, it just looks like she like gutted him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it looks like. Um, but it, you see in the manga too, because it goes back and
3: there's like the blood all over her hand, and like as it drops, you see the blood in her hands. So I think that might just be me assuming, or me using context. Yeah, it's, well, it's it, me the manga, like, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah the the manga, both her hands are bloody too. I'm pretty sure. Like like if you like look at there's like the one where she's like holding the map. And like her one arm has blood all on it that's not holding the map, and then the one that she's got the map in's got a ton of blood as well. And um yeah, so so it's I I think in the manga it's harder to tell. Um, because we'll get to that point, but Usopp isn't dead. Mm. Um, she didn't stab him here. Now, did you guys think this the first time you saw it or or what? Like, like, cause I didn't think she stabbed Usopp. I didn't know what she did, though. I thought I thought it was like a stupid, like. Cause Usopp has like the ketchup star stuff. So I thought it had something to do with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was kind of in a similar boat too. Like I didn't, especially given the fact that she helps Zoro escape, I wouldn't see why she would just go ahead and just be like, Oh, we'll kill this one. You know? So it was more metal
1: though. Right? Like, oh, yeah. cause I didn't, I didn't expect it to be her hand.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was like,
3: I think just cause of it, the stillness of it hits you for a second. Um, Nami like gets like beat up and wrecked a ton in this arc. Like gets stabbed in the hand. There's more stuff later. Um but yeah, it's just it's one of those like um intensity swings where I just did not expect it to go that heavy um in that moment.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was. And then we quickly move on too because uh we see the boys are finally here. Momu like crashes headfirst into uh the uh into the the shore and then the boys make landfall literally and and i was trying to find it because it's one of my favorite scenes like comedy scenes in the anime um where like they're coming crashing in and then as they're like <laughs> making landfall <laughs> luffy goes oh Zoro!" and zorro gets hit on the front of the the ship and gets taken with them as they just crash into a wall once they're actually on land um i i just love that scene it's unfortunate that <laughs> I couldn't find it to link it, but um, I can find the episode if people want. If people really want to watch it, but uh, so so now we've got at least Sanji, uh Luffy, and Zoro all back together, although in, in in a very weird way in which it's happened. But hey, at least they're all back together, right? So so that's basically where we're at at this point with the guys, and that's when Johnny uh comes up as they're there to sort of tell them, hey, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. So Johnny comes and
3: meets them Um, at the same time. um, They all see a Navy ship kind of coming up. And then uh, we see separately um, Nojiko and some of the villagers are kind of reacting to it as well. There's a Navy ship. And initially when I saw this, I thought like, oh, so it's it's what's his name uh, coming back uh, for either another bribe or something. Uh, But it's, it's like it's a good Navy ship, quote unquote. Um, and the boy says, like, the village elders like managed to get a message out to uh the to the government and they sent somebody to come and help us and to come like liberate us. Um and I it's it's super it's funny because you see like so Commodore Purin Purin uh, shows up. Um and I love this dude's design because he just says like all at like, the top knots and all the different like hair knots on top. Um but they they come up, they come to Arlong Park um, saying like, all right, we're going to come and we're going to evacuate everybody. Uh, and they they try to negotiate with Arlong. Um, even before that, though, um, they shoot a cannonball at Arlong Park and my dude just catches it in his mouth and completely just destroys it. Um,
1: and it's like instead of negotiating, we're just going to go and kill everybody yeah i i just love that because it's like yeah go negotiate with them and then the cannibal gets shot and then one of them asks so about the negotiations and he just spits out the cannon stuff says (laughs) canceled It's just a i don't know it's just like like it's really dumb that it like shot perfectly into his mouth but at the same time it's also the coolest thing ever that like this man just crunched on a cannonball and then spit it out and said yeah canceled well he doesn't and now the uh, I, i cut you off go go ahead no, I was, you were about to say what I was about to say, well, which is now we get to see the leaders of Arlong Park in, he, in action.
3: He doesn't even send his whole crew of fishermen. He just sends his first, second and third mates. So we already met Ahachi, the octopus man, the first mate. Uh, there's Choo Choo, uh, who is. Chu. Oh, my bad. Just Chu. Choo Chu' is the, the dog. My bad. <laughs> um, there's Chu who's, the op- who's an officer, um, who is a kisser, a kisser fish, a kisser fish man. And then Karubi, who is another officer, who's a ray, like a manta ray fish man. Um, I love that they're not all just like the same because they're like, oh, it just varies the design across all of them. And we've seen Chew a little because he keeps doing like the sh- he keeps making like a, a like a pucker noise as he like I like to punctuate
1: his sentences. Uh, the Schmeck. He, he's the one who. Uh. Yeah, he also captured uh, Usa, Usa yeah. too. So like we've already seen him before this uh, Karobi, we've seen too like he was the one who was talking with Dami and saying like oh so you really are on our team and and some of the other stuff. So so like we've seen all three of these guys. Obviously Hachi is the third one here, but we've already Hachi we've uh, had already been named up until this point. The other two just we hadn't known their names. We just had kind of seen them be interacting and part of things up until this point. So so the navy gets
3: wrecked by Arlong's boys um I love this like it's I'm a Commodore. It's like it's, the Commodore is talking, it's like we are an elite fighting unit feared throughout the seas. If you lay down your like he's gonna offer them, and then they just like he gets annihilated by shoes like water cannon. <laughs> uh the they come up from underneath the ship and just start tearing it up. Um yeah, three fishermen just killing an entire like fully stocked navy ship. They even like make like, a whirlpool, like a maelstrom that sucks the boat down and
1: kills everybody. Um I love their like the the way that they are too or like she's just sitting there after he hits the the main guy with his his water gun or whatever he called it and he's just like yeah so we just removed your brother uh and now there's a whirlpool that's being created because a reef was moved underneath the water so what do you think is going to happen to you guys (laughs) and and then the whirlpool starts and he says uh you guys are going to the bottom have fun and then they just leave and that's it and the the navy's done and then like you see them on the 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 people that are uh, on the uh, the shore just kind of they're just kind of in shock mm-hmm. at what happened, but I think they've seen it before. So, and and the poor little boy, because uh, you know, like, kid, and, and, this is our reality. Yeah,
3: it nails in the like, there is no escape. You're stuck with this. Um, yeah, and Luffy, like you already said, Luffy's trying to tell Johnny, like, I don't believe not that Nami would never kill Usopp. She's our shipmate. Um, and Nami comes in and is trying to chase him away. Saying, like, you're a nuisance. why did you guys come here? Um, and when Luffy's like, Well, of course we came, like you're our shipmate. Um, she uh, is doing everything she can to try and get them to leave. Um, being as cold as possible. Um, yeah, just super icy trying to get them to leave.
1: Yeah. And and there's even this little uh a little bit of infighting starts to happen too because um Zoro's like and this is something that the manga did a much better job of like in the anime it almost seems like Zoro doesn't bel- or almost thinks that maybe he, she did kill Usopp but like here it's clear that like no he he doesn't think that he's like no what would what happened what would you do with Usopp and then he's getting mad with her and then that's when Sanji decides to interfere and is like what are you going to do you're going to strike a woman and, and then they start to argue and fight while Nami uh, tries to tell them uh Go ahead, fight each other, but do do it away from here. Right. Like, because um, all you're going to do, this is none of your business. Um, I only pretended to like you guys, blah, 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 this and that. Uh, And go find your stupid one piece, whatever. Um, Get lost. I'm sick of seeing you. Goodbye. And then Luffy's just uh, decides he's going to take a nap. Yeah. He's like, I'm not le- like I'm not leaving.
3: I'm sleepy. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Good night. And then he just like falling like well, conks down and
1: passes out. Well, and, and 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 I like what he says, too. He's like, I, I don't want to leave. Um, I don't care about the fish people. Um, I don't care what's happened here, but I'm not leaving. I don't know. I just I always liked that. I like watching. Th- this is one of those scenes where, where I'm always interested in, 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 in how people view it, because like. It is very weird to have somebody do this. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody. Um, Like, normally you'd think like the main character would be like, well, tell me what's wrong, you know, or something like that, and. Uh th- this is very much different than I think what what people are used to seeing a character do. Um Usopp has a Usopp's escaped. Uh it's like you would said with the ketchup
3: stars where he's like he faked a bunch of his own blood and managed to sneak off. Um he meets
1: back up with But the, that's not what it was. That's no, not what it was. Well, no, it was her stabbing, it, stabbing her hand. It was her stabbing that's we widely yeah. see it.
3: Oh no, the ketchup stars is later. My bad. Um you're you're you are you are are that's part two, my guy. Yeah, that is part two. Um um but it's kind of this it's again this thing of like oh like she in effect, she kind of she saved me because Arlong would have killed me for sure if she hadn't done something um he meets up with the boys um and when he sees everybody um (laughs) I love it because like Usopp's like I'm back I made it and Sanji's like see I told you and like starts trying to beat up Zoro like Nami would never do
1: anything like that um and then while they're before that have you go they they argue. Mm-hmm. So what happens is like Usopp is like, or, or Sanji's like, do you think she really could have killed him? And and like like Zoro's like, I told her she wasn't a witch woman, but maybe she decided to prove me wrong is what he says is a joke. And then like it ticks off Sanji, so he goes to to kick him, and then like Zoro goes to defend himself, and that's when Sa- Usopp runs in between them as he's running over there really fast to get there, and um then they do kill him, mm-hmm. or at least it seemed like they might have. <laughs> They did more damage than Nami did. Well, Luffy put it wakes that up. And it's like,
3: Usopp, did Nami do this to you? And it's just the boys in the back. Like, actually it was, it was Zoro and I, it's like, no, it was you, Sanji. <laughs> Um, so, and then at the, while this is happening, um, Nami comes into her and Nojiko's house and just crashes out. And so makes a mess. she makes a mess and Nojiko's like, well, I met, like, I think I met some of your friends.
1: And you know, she asks who they are. She's like, I met those guys. Who are they? And she, she talks about how she met some like liarish guy. And then she's like, Oh, so they came to get you. And she's like, no wonder you're, you're uh, mad about everything you actually have. Uh, and this is where, this is where the translation will not be fully correct. Cause it'll say shipmates, friends, and there'll be these different words. Um, the word that would be associated with this part is Nakama, which is actually a term that means like more than friend. um, Not like in like a romantic way, but like, like more than like even like more than family almost. I, mm-hmm. It's very hard to describe what Nakama is, but like Nakama is above like just being a friend to somebody, uh, I think is the best way to put it. And, and there's probably people who will correct me when when they hear me give this explanation. But the point is, is that this is like the most painful word for Nami to be able to hear because like literally she's basically been alone this entire time. Obviously she has Jako and whatever, but like She really hasn't had anybody ever actually care other than like her, you know, step sibling and her stepmother. Um, Well, before we get into that, Nojiko comes out and says like, all right, I'm
3: going to tell you guys all the reasons for everything. But you have to promise to leave. Um, And Luffy's like, I don't care about her past. I'm just going to go to sleep. And he conks out. But he doesn't conk out. He just walks off. He just walks off. I don't care about her past. Zoro's like, all right, well, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to fall asleep. So
1: Usopp and Sanji are gonna listen, and Nojiko says like I'll give. Well, Zoro's like no, we'll listen. Don't worry. And then he falls asleep. <laughs> like he, he at least he gave it the good old college try. Well, so this is um, where we actually. But st- it was just a try. This is where we actually learn, and this
3: is where this is the other. This is where we'll we'll run through stuff for today. Um, is we learn about Nami's actually actual backstory and why she is the way that she is. Now we're going. No, we're still going. Uh, I just mean like, we're still going? I mean, okay. I know. I mean, just like this is where we move into the other the other section. Let's
1: just going through Nami's. But I was very confused. I'm with not the word they said there. I'm the king of segues. That's me. <laughs> I'm glad that Isaac and I were like, huh? <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay, so we have time. Yeah, we're good to go.
4: Yeah, we'll just go. We'll go yes. speedy with it, but yeah. Okay, I uh, will go as speedy as
2: I can. Uh, help me along the way if I start slowing down at all but uh, yeah we start going into nami's backstory transitioning uh from her looking at an old map that she that she drew uh this takes place 8 years ago we start with uh genzo holding nami up cuz she was trying to steal from a bookstore she's sticking her tongue out <clears throat> so then he brings he brings nami home and then we see this woman uh emerge from the front door her name is uh Bellemere? is that how you belamir Belamere, okay yes.
1: so belamir uh, the the foster mother, yes, of Nami and Nojiko.
2: Yes, uh, so she's being confronted by Genzo, and then she starts like teasing him a little bit and trying to be funny. And she's definitely got a bit of like a uh, troublesome personality, kind of in like a in a, like a wild in a pokey fun way. Um, and then yeah, so Nami goes inside. We see uh, Nojiko and um uh Belimir is uh giving a whole spiel about how how um, you don't steal you know if you wanted something uh i could have I could have bought the books for you. you don't have to worry about that and then we also learn about uh Nami's love for uh creating maps, and this is kind of where her roots in navigating comes from, and she's talking about how she wants to study maps and. Uh, someday i'm going to navigate my way all around the seas and when i'm seeing everything with my own eyes i'm going to make a map of the whole world
1: we see her dream we we get to see that she is just like everybody else on this crew having something a dream a very large dream you could say because obviously that nobody has done a map of the world up until this point for the fact that she even wants to do that which is interesting in and of of itself but it's um it's cool to see the like family dynamic here too because you get like um you know like bellomere with the feminine wiles trying to be like genzo i'll pay with my body and stuff i i don't know i always like that little um exchange between them and genzo freaking out and her just kind of laughing like being like you're so easy genzo uh to to <laughs> make you feel un- goofy and uh their their dynamic here is very very interesting and we see that they um they don't have a lot of money They're, there's definitely not a lot of money to go around either
2: mm-hmm. and um a lot of the income comes from the uh tangerine grove too and yep uh from here uh is heading out to go to the tangerine grove and then we see a little dispute between nami and nojiko because um was it Bellamere wanted to give nami it was like a was it a hand-me-down yeah like hand-me-down hand-me-down.
1: she like she like um she kind of like uh- made it like different than like the the clothes that they were before she she put like a little lion on it uh i i, I see i see ramsey's talking but i don't hear ramsey's muted
3: myself damn
1: um <laughs> yes you did sir yeah that's probably why so much got done at
3: the time i wasn't talking um <laughs> <laughs> no but um she no she like it used to be a shirt that was um, Nojiko's and it was a shirt of a flower. And then she wrote the words, I'm a lion on it and just put like a oh. face on the flower and made it a lion shirt instead.
2: And then it starts, <clears throat> es- the argument escalates from here because uh, Nami says something along the lines of, we're not even real sisters. We're not related by blood. You know, I don't want to be sisters with you anymore. And then she gets absolutely uh, mollywhacked by Belamir <laughs> And she's just going like, you know, so <laughs> I like that wording. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so what if you're not related by blood? That doesn't make a difference. Like, and uh, yeah. Nami Nami gets uh, pissed off and she's saying like, you're not a real mother either. You're better off without us. You'd have money to provide for yourself, uh, enough food and clothes. I wish I'd been found by rich people. And it just blows up into a whole thing. Nojiko is trying to break up the fight but then Nami storms out of the house and um, Nojiko told, or sorry, Belamir told Nojiko to go fetch Nami and that she'll make a nice dinner waiting for them when they return. And then we cut to a scene with Nami at Genzo's. And he gives a little bit of a backstory about Bellamere, about a time when she was, uh, she was a Marine. And um, while she was on duty, and on her last breath, she found uh, Nami and Nojiko.
1: And that was what kept her alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the driving and force. In that. I, I love this part, too. Yeah, I, I love I love like like Genzo being like, so you're running away as you coming to to the the village, like because they're on the outskirts. And then she comes to the heart of the village and him kind of laughing about it. And like, uh you know, he's like, oh, so you're thinking for, you're thinking about others finally, because like like Nami talks about how like. Uh Belamir would be better off if they you know, if she didn't have them, but like he you know, he's telling them, No, this is this is why you matter to her, which is cool to see. I, I always love this part in particular.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Nojiko comes back, she finds uh Namia Genzos, and then we hear someone yelling, Pirates! It's Arlong, God help us And then we see a huge graphic of Arlong's ship, with that long ass nose, uh emerging out from the horizon. Uh and the fishmen are here. They arrive. Um, and then Genzo tells Genzo tells Nami and Nojiko to go hide in the woods because it's not safe there and not to worry about mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, like, yeah, it, it, it's not going to be good. Just hide. It's like the, the the biggest thing of it all. Arlong's dripped yeah. out here with his bucket
3: hat and with his swim shorts and his sash, dude, my boy. <laughs> um But yeah, they come and decide like everything's under this whole island is property of the fishmen now.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And this is where we start seeing the whole um, tribute money kind of thing, where everybody has to pay a certain amount of berries in order to live in the town. And they said 100,000 berries ahead for a grown folk and then 50,000 for the brats.
1: Which, by the way, I don't remember if we've ever talked about this, but um, when you're hearing like the amounts, um, think of it like in, in terms of yen, um, as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, it's not like $100,000. Um, it's more akin to to what Oda's used to in yen. So 50, you know, 100,000 would, it's still a lot of money, but it's not, you know, it's not $100,000. So it, it, it's still a lot. Um, I don't know what the conversion rate is right now um to give you like an idea but it's like it's a lot it's a lot of money
4: mm-hmm.
1: let's see 100 t- if it was today that'd be like 700 bucks basically for a hundred thousand yet oh wow um, who knows what it was like in 1998 i think is when this around the time this came out so uh i have no idea what it would have been then probably around the same amount
4: mm-hmm.
1: so just 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 say about a thousand dollars okay for a for a human, for for, a, for an adult, okay, uh, is maybe a good way to think of it. Gotcha.
2: Um, well, Baromir doesn't even have that much to provide for both herself and uh, the children. And we see a little combo with Genzo and a village folk talking about how they hope they don't notice her house because she's not going to have enough to provide for all three of them. And then, what do you know? The fishmen find it, and then the kids start running towards the house, uh, out of the woods, out of the hiding place. And then Genzo notices that they're gone, so everyone's just rushing over to the to the household.
1: Uh, the fishmen Did you like, did ahead. you feel the dread when when like they spotted the smoke? Like like did did like dread start to set in for you oh. guys when it's like,
2: oh no. Yeah, definitely. I was just like, oh fuck, dude, <laughs> this is gonna go down now.
3: Well, it's like you almost yeah. get away with it. You almost get away, and then like, oh wait. And then they say smoke from over there, like just the pit in your stomach afterwards. What
1: it's funny too, because like, like we, we know Belmere's dead already. Like we already know she's dead. Like they've told us this already. But you still get that dread that, like, oh, please, God, no. Um and then we get what what happens next where where like they head out there and oh man, this part.
4: Yeah. They head
1: out there and then uh
2: Bellemere absolutely kicks the living shit out of uh <laughs> out of Arlong, she has the barrel in his mouth and um oh she doesn't yeah she doesn't even fire it. he chomps down on the gun and just completely obliterates
1: it and says uh you puny humans your strength is a joke this, this is a scene that like i i should have looked for it uh for a clip for us maybe i'll find one but like i really like the way they did it in the anime because like the way it co- starts out is like he knocks on the door and she's like co- you know come in and then right as he's opening the door, she like lights the cigarette and then kicks him. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is like the coolest thing ever. And then there's like the dread again, because like he just like doesn't even care that he has a gun in his mouth because he just chomps it down. And like, yeah, he's he's a shark. He's got pretty darn sharp teeth. Uh, It's almost like I forgot that for a minute, which you, you definitely do there. And God, some of this stuff here is so brutal, like, like him, like stomping on her arm.
2: Oh, oh man.
1: God. And right in front of them, too. Like, you can see it in their faces. There's some
2: absolute horror as They're watching their um, foster mother just getting,
4: like, brutally beaten by Arlong. Yeah. And um, while this is all happening, too, uh, Genzo
2: is trying to cover up the fact that she even has children. So just... And saying that... Someone said uh, something like how 100 a hundred thousand berries is all that she's able to pay and that it's only for herself. Like she doesn't have any children. And then she's like, Nope. They're for my two children that were, that, uh, live here with me, my daughters.
3: Well, and right before this too, Genzo is caving because they're like, she's trying to fight back and she's like, well, let me just pay the fine. Just cave. Like we can pay it. Like some, some, some things are just better solved with money. um, and then like when they're about to kind of get away with it, or where you think Genzo might be able to just make her like shut up and get through, uh, Hachi finds the place settings for three people instead of just one. And that's where, yeah, like the same like that's when she says, like, it's the two, it's the berries for her
1: family. Well well, it gets covered up by Genzo. Genzo's like, oh yeah, we were we were coming over for dinner, you know, me and mm-hmm, another so- guy, or you know, me and a friend. And then you know they, 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 they've they covered every base possible and and while this is happening too you've got the the conversation with um the doctor in the in the woods talking about how listen you two are gonna have to go to sea like like there's no hope for you to stay here like you can't do it like she doesn't have enough money for all of you guys like at least this way everybody gets to live and then that's when we get bellamere saying it's for my daughters it's not for me
4: mm-hmm.
1: She says, There's much, even if it costs her life,
2: mm-hmm. there's much as mine as there's much as mine as if I gave birth to them. Those two children, those two are my children. And
1: then from here, that, yeah, that yeah. one still gets me, man.
2: Yeah, that, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> and just seeing both of them run up to her, too, just like sobbing and like, especially Nami, because she said all those hurtful things to Nojiko and to Bellamir, And she's, you know, that the whole, uh, Innocence you have as a kid where you say something you don't really mean, and it's like a perfect mm-hmm. example of that, but like blown to a completely extreme uh example.
1: I always like take solace in the fact that she at least got to say I'm sorry to oh. her that like she didn't you know what I mean? Like like there's a little bit of catharsis there for me, but not a lot, because like we know what happens next. Um and that's the promise from Bellamir asking, Listen, you won't harm them, and you know, Arlong he's a man of his word to some degree. Um, and says, you know, if you die quietly, they're fine. And, um, God is so much more brutal in the manga too, because in the anime, um, he shoots her like in the chest, but like here you see the image, like he, he has the gun to her head, like, like, like she is. And it's uh, like a bunch of shots. She's not just one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just the one is enough to the head. And like, oh, she says, I love you right before the triggers pulled
2: that was that that was the breaking
1: point for me (laughs) yeah just that one line yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's it that's all you needed and then and then it it like it doesn't get any better too because like we jump right into like um seeing another little flashback of like um after like they've been healed and stuff after they got back and like her being like these are my girls now and like everybody in the town telling her like what are you doing you can't you can't raise them and her telling them to shut up and everything Oh, these little flashbacks hurt. Too. Like, like the the next chapter, like especially if you just keep reading, it doesn't make it feel any better. You just feel worse because you're seeing all these cute little moments. Well, it doesn't help and too then, that you're uh, watching this
3: and there's just like the little chimes for and like the the what's it called the xylophone bits for like the the emotional we are version like clip in there every time just makes you feel horrible. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> every time. But even even in the manga, though, it's the same way. And then um, I I put this in here in particular. Um, This this particular quote is one that really, um, really sticks out to me about like one of the the best things that Bellamere told her children, which is uh, don't lose to anyone. Girls have to be strong, too. And whatever happens, don't curse the age you were born into. No matter what happens, never forget the strength to be able to smile at any time. If you survive, then happy times will come your way um just telling them to smile and to just push through i i don't know there's something really poetic about that that like even though those aren't her final words to them but those words ringing so true and being so important to them is um oh it hurts it it hurts and it's so good um but god it's a hard lesson to to try and think of at this point Mm -hmm. if you're them i would imagine oh yeah
2: definitely and it after those um flashbacks it goes right into the whole like zoom out pan and the kids are, everybody's screaming Bellomir. Um Arlong's laughing about it. And then Hachi finds the ocean charts that uh Nami drew and Nami's up trying to, trying to fight him being like, give me those give those back. I'm going to use them to sail the seas. And everyone's freaking out because Nami's trying to confront them. And then they, they take her away and they start walking off with her and Genzo's trying to fight back and then ugh, I already forgot this
4: his name the Kurobi. Kurobi, okay yeah Kirby Yeah, slashes him in the face and that's kind of
2: like where where they everybody realizes they're kind of in a losing fight with these fishmen because they're just too powerful and like no matter what it is that they try to do they're just always going to be knocked back down
1: well and and, and they like the, the town does like fully fight here but like Arlong's like hey don't kill them uh just just uh rough them up and and make them learn Mm -hmm. um and then we see too like not only do they do they just beat everybody in the town to a pulp and and allow them to to sort of recuperate but they destroy all their boats and everything too that there's there's no hope for them of escaping like like they gave them no avenues to leave um and and even the doctors like uh, it was foolish uh, for us to think that we could even um have Nojiko and Nami escape on a boat they they were never going to allow something like that to happen and um that's when Nami comes back to town too and then we learn a little bit more mhm we we
2: ha- uh we have nami come back into town and then she she's all bruised and everyone's like worried like you're safe thank goodness she says i'm joining Arlong's crew uh crew I'm going to be their navigator and draw maps for them. And it just kind of takes everybody by surprise. And they're like, what are you saying? Are you okay? Like, do you have a fever? And she was like, D- did-, did they threaten you? And she was like, I tell us. she's like, no. And that's when you see the mark first appear on her shoulder. And you see her like almost breaking in tears saying, they gave me this money. They'll buy me anything I want. And we see the whole exchange between Nami and Nojiko with Nojiko on top of her being like, I won't let you become a pirate. Don't you know what you are? Like, like everyone from the surface, everyone thinks that um, she doesn't really care about what Bill and Mir had to go through in sacrificing herself for them. She's um, a little bit gluttonous when we really know that's not the ulterior motive.
1: Yeah. And, and we kind of learn that at the end of the chapter too, because we see Nami grieving at the, the grave of uh, Bellamere and Nojigo kind of confronts her here. And this is when we learn the truth of what's happening. And um, this, this is like the strength of Nami though. This is like where you really get to understand how, how she's been able to kind of get through this herself. And and those words that I wrote up uh, mentioned earlier, this is w- w- where like they really ring true where if you can just survive someday, lots of good things come your way. So she's like, you know, she made the deal and, and Nojigo is like, yeah, but you know, people will work their entire lives and not make that amount of money, you know, and, and tell her it's going to be hard. And, and, Nami's like, that's okay. I've decided that this is what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight alone. And. Oh, it's, it's like for his, like as rough as this whole thing is, it's also like so sad to see a child, like have to make this sort of resolution to one survive, but also like also to just be re- resolute and doing this thing is, is kind of incredible. Like, um, I don't know it's hard to put into words you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like to watch her go through this and then make this decision and that's where the chapter 79 ends which i think i said chapter 80 is where we're ending we're actually ending at 79 i forgot when i wrote it out that's what i did and then i wrote the wrong chapter so uh for where we're ending so th- this was the last chapter too but like i don't know the, the way that finishes guys is um the end of this backstory is so like like the whole the whole backstory is so sad. It's so sad. I remember watching you just be like, damn, again. Like again, like I'm gonna cry again.
3: Like it just it just they keep up in it. Like the every time I'm like, okay, I think I have a, a taste for how hard Oda can emotionally punch me. Like the
1: next line is just even stronger, each one. And and this is um I think this is where he finds his stride, though, as a writer. He kind of figures out what works for him, what doesn't. And we're only halfway through this arc, too. You know, that that's, I think, the crazy part about this. There's still another part that gets to me sometimes when I watch it, uh, which will be in part two. Mm-hmm. But like overall, this this first half is just a a gut punch in a half with with what we see here. And my God, it's so good.
3: Well, and quick thing I always I want to mention, we may have already said it. We also saw how Genzo got his scars just by getting sliced up. Um, we saw like it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, like it's I, I, every time you see a detail like that, you're like, oh, maybe maybe he just like slipped in the shower. Maybe like something completely like nondescript and like kind of. whole Nope. dude got like carved up trying to save a small child like. ugh, Obviously, not all of this made it in. Not all this was translated exactly straight to the anime, right? Because I know there's a lot of differences um, between the anime and the manga Um, in this one.
1: Honestly, Arlong Park is one of the ones where the anime is actually very close to the the manga.
3: It says Um, lots of differences in the notes, Christopher! (laughs) It says lots of differences!
1: That's because I forgot to write... that's that was that was for Barati. Oh, okay, I never to mind. Anyway, it. <laughs> oh guys, it's very similar. That's why it Forget says, what I said. It's very similar. It's, I, <laughs> th- uh, no, it's it's actually pretty similar. I, I was thinking of B- Baratier, Um uh and I just never changed it. I, I didn't write out that part cuz there was like not I couldn't think of any like major changes. Um where where like certain scenes are is a little bit different and stuff. Um uh, th- that's the biggest one at least up until this point. Really, there's there's really not a whole lot of big ones up for the first half. The second half has a little bit more of the changes than anything else. So not a lot up until this point. Uh, the four kids dub. Now that had some major changes. So we haven't really talked about the four kids here in a little bit. But my God, this one. Um, they they put Nojiko in, or, or Bellamir in the dungeon. That's how they get rid of Bellamir. She's taken to the dungeon. Huh. And then it's just never brought up again. So the 4 kids is the, like where there's the major changes. Um but we're we're um they they also just sort of change like um the racism part a little bit like how he's racist and stuff. They they've sort of like lightened the blow with it with Arlong too. There's some really really bad things. I I I feel like this is something we'll talk about uh when we we talk, do our little extra episode later. But like this one there's some <laughs> some stupid stuff, but yeah uh the the sbs there wasn't anything too crazy that stood out to me this time as well uh, a lot of a lot of just oda sort of being goofy we also see that they started doing a like um usap gallery it's called mm. which is just like where fans can send an art uh, he explains that they're flintlock pistols that are generally used in the one piece world um as far as the pistols that they use uh which are pretty old pistols as far as how they work and stuff usually we're only one shot but there was nothing like too crazy there either Uh, Fun fact, I don't know when it is, but at some point, uh, if you're a fan of My Hero Academia, that Usapah gallery is where the first piece of published art for the creator of My Hero Academia published his. So cool, cool little tidbit for you. Um, If I figure out which SBS it's in, whenever we get there, I'll try to remember that. So. But that's about it for the first half, guys. And we still ran long. (laughs) We still ran long and we cut it down. We're going quick. We're going
3: quick. Um. This is great. I like I really enjoyed this part. Super, super excited for the fight in the second half of this. Um, this you and I are talking about this, Chris. This has the second part of this has like one of the first moments like where I get chills from one piece. Um, just from like the very first time uh, later on in here. So I'm excited to cover that when we get to it in the next episode. Isaac, what about you? Any closing thoughts for this evening?
2: Um. Uh- I, I, it, it happens every time. I'm just like, oh, this is my favorite moment so far. Oh, this is my favorite arc so far. Oh, this, you know, it just, it just gets better and better as I'm reading through it. And, dude, I'm such a sucker for backstories and just being sad and just like and empathy. I don't know what it is, but it hits me so hard.
1: <laughs> then you're you're just gonna continue to love what we got because there's just more of it coming, man. Like like this is just the the tip of the iceberg. Like this, like I said, this is where Oda hits his stride and he really understands what makes him stand out as a writer and and characters it it doesn't get talked about enough because the world building and everything else is so great but the characters are what make this world so good so mm-hmm. you're in you're in for a lot lot more and the question i want to pose to you for those who are you know been listening cuz we we're kind of talking about this stuff with nami were you Did you realize like the stuff with Nami, like like that she was she was putting on the facade or or were you hook line and sinker with it? That's something I'm curious to know. But that's probably going to be it for us unless you guys got anything else before we get out of here. That's it for me. Um, I'm excited. This is like it just keeps going up, man.
3: It just keeps going up. Yep. Um, One thing I will say, if you want to help out the show, best thing you can do is leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. Um, I'm not even going to make Google play jokes anymore because I spent years doing that. Uh, Spotify is really easy because you can just click the stars and it's great. Um, If you want to look at our show directory or get in touch with the community for it, uh, where's the best thing? Where's the best place to go? Lobo.
1: Uh, Mash.gg slash support. I think is what you're talking about. Uh, the oh, show directory. I'm an idiot. Mashlessbuttons.com slash shows. Uh, that would be the one. Those are both good talking links. About. I'm losing my place. Good links. They are both good links, though. Could be worse. I swear to God. I they just are. Talk, they're, they're
3: both really good. I was just talking in circles for like five straight minutes last time. So we're going to do better this time. Um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And once we like, I think once we get another couple episodes in, once we start getting some reviews and we'll start, well, we're going to, we're banking these up. So once we start getting reviews in, we'll start actually, we'll read a couple of them out in the show for fun. Um, labosco where can they contact
1: the show at arc by arc on twitter arc by arc podcast at gmail.com if you would prefer to do that so either one of those will work because we're gonna have to make like a threads now and stuff too people are already like over threads. i give it a now. week i give it two weeks <laughs> uh, I, I don't know whatever I, I it's whatever at this point but it's social media is a pain blue sky we'll have one soon maybe <laughs> blue sky that's the one I like we'll the have best. a hive we'll have
3: a we'll have all of them we'll have we're gonna make a wordpress site it'll be great um you can find me on twitter and pretty much everything at ramses underscore gg for isaac where can they find you at
2: you can find me everywhere at schmizek
3: and s-h-m-i-z-a-e-k and for Labasco, where Indeed, can they
1: find yeah. you at labosco uh for most uh otherwise put a one at it if if you don't find me and then you'll find me that's my socials for everything This has been a fun one, though. Mm. Uh, We cut it down. It was still not cut down enough, apparently. We're we're, we're finding the show. We're we're finding the dime. We're getting there. Uh, Chapters 80 to 95 is Arlong Part 2. That is what we'll be covering next. So the second half of Arlong Park. Um, Thanks so much for listening in on this one. Excited for the next one when we finish off Arlong. But that's going to do it here for us. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.
4: Woo!